Coming up next, Major League Rugby stuff. Brought to you by Friends of the British Council. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 here in New York City. I am blessed, ladies and gentlemen, to be talking Major League Rugby here with Mr. Stephen Lewis, the debonair Scotsman, and the sharp Englishman, Mr. Martin Pengelly. We truly have raised the bar. And not only that, not only that, if this wasn't good enough, we have calling in from the border of Canada in a place called Niagara Falls, Mr. Junois Bleber, the rugby rain man, uh, Junoir, can you hear us from way up yonder? Yes, I can. Oh, he is excited to be here, isn't he? Oh, gosh golly. And I think, what is that, a Niagara University Rugby Football Club jersey that you're wearing? Yes, it's the alumni jersey from, I believe, the 40th anniversary. Is that the Dead Pheasants? The, de- the one and only Dead Pheasants. Been to uh, many a Dead Pheasant tournament as a University of Buffalo product, and we housed you every single time we played. Anywho, uh, let's talk Major League Rugby, my friend. You're filling in for Rockin' Ronan Nelson, who is taking exams at UCLA, allegedly. So why don't we get to our first match with recap in Rockin' Ronan Nelson's Major League Rugby Weekend Recap by Junois Bleber. All right, well, this was a, a tricky weekend for Major League Rugby in terms of its season because a lot of the players were going to be away on Eagles duty. And as the Eagles were busy uh, having a great game against Russia, a lot of the clubs had to dig deep and find players to step up and have a good game. The first game we'll look at is the Seattle Sea Wolves versus the Austin Elite. It, it wasn't a smash and grab job per se, but for 60 minutes, it was a really tight match. And it looked like Austin was going to pull off the upset, but it was not meant to be. Austin got off to a good start, and they had 13 of their 19 points in the first half. But after the first 13, I guess Seattle finally woke up. I don't know if it was the jet lag or whatever, and they found their resolve and fought their way back into the game. Seattle scored the go-ahead try in the 62nd minute. And uh, they held on. That Seattle defense is notoriously tough. And, you know, they gave up a penalty kick to Austin, but that was all Austin could get. And the final score is 2019 Seattle. Steve, older legs fading with that eight-point lead for the elite or out of gas or just a better squad for Seattle? I think they're a little unfair. I think the, old, the older legs thing for Austin is a little uh, overplayed, you know, in terms of a stereotype. Um, you know, Seattle were there for the taking. Austin didn't put them away. So Seattle snuck out, got the win, um, sets them up for next week, which we'll get to, I presume. And I'm going to yeah. offer you an old cliche, which is that if you win when you're not playing well, in Seattle's case, that sets you well, and it says something about the gap between the top two teams and the rest. Yeah, agreed. Junoir? All right, well, the next one is Houston at Glendale and you know Glendale is the best team in the league on paper and they continue to show why they're their best they lost a third of their starting lineup to the e, uh, to the Eagle squad but you know they still managed an impressive win against Houston um, they led from start to finish and it's gonna bring in a question with some with so many Eagles though is is it really the talent or is it the system that coach Williams is running you know yeah but if there's if there's any one thing that is a concern is Glendale had this match well in hand, 
But in the second half, they gave up three tries to Houston and let Houston claw back into it. Um, the only reason it's a concern is it seems to be a tendency that Glendale just can't, I guess, put that final little bit of pressure on the opponent's neck to completely snuff it them out and leaves them with a little breath of life. Um, that might be dangerous going into playoffs. Well, you know, you could you could make that point, but you could also make the point, and I've been making the point, um, that Glendale has the most depth. You got Harley Davidson is just playing some really exciting rugby. In fact, on his, I think it was his second try. Don't quote me on that, but he became Dallin Stanford's hero. Any points that you want to make on that match? No. Houston in a hole. Houston one and six, struggling um, out the playoffs. Disappointing season. Playing for pride next week. Um, and, you know they were. You know, actually, they're not playing next week, so they get a week off. But Junwai, you're talking about them fighting for you know fighting back and and Glendale taking a, their foot off the gas. Glendale was completely undermanned, and Houston was playing for their lives, and still Glendale comes out on top. Let's go to the next one. All right, the next and final match of the weekend is uh, San Diego versus uh, the NOLA Gold. And, you know, San Diego is another team that lost a healthy number of players to the summer series, you know, but, you know, they also prevailed. Um, a question needs to be asked about Nate Osborne's NOLA Gold. I mean, I know he was on the show and predicted a great year on you know, art here, but, you know, San Diego beat them in the pack with driving malls, then they hit their runners who were able to break the line with good support and score. I mean, San Diego's already always had the back line, but now it looks like they're developing the forwards going into uh, the playoffs where they sit in the fourth seed right now. So um, San Diego's looking like they've turned the corner while Nola's looking like um, maybe next year. Yeah, and, and the thing is, San Diego was team of the week. Um, I, I picked against them. I picked with Nola Nate and the Nola Gold. I think you did too, right? Yep. Yeah, I think, and, and so did Ronan. So we were we were shut out on that one, but San Diego, who was hit hard by the Eagles camp call-ups as well, still has a core of good young players uh, via Cal and Jack Clark, and also they've got some veteran talent. Akunagwenya scored a great try, and they got Connor Kearns, who was the captain and f starting fly half for Oxford. Playing fullback, he kind of snuck up on people. This is a hell of a player, guys. This Connor Kearns, he's an Irishman, and he's hook. He's playing fullback while fellow Irishman Ty Leader is playing fly half. So you've got experience with the ball, despite the fact that there are guys gone from that franchise. Yeah, it's a great result for San Diego because the, they were there for the taking. Um, New Orleans didn't take them. So San Diego, who I, I would have thought would struggle to win another game. This was a good win for them. Keeps them in contention. Um, still not sure they got the firepower to go all the way. But you're right. They, they, you know, the match is playing. You, the guys you mentioned, the Naguanya, the team. I think New Orleans, very disappointing. New yeah, Orleans and Houston. New Orleans are two and five. They're, they're on the outside looking in now as well. Yeah, the only uh, real positives for, for uh, Nola were the return was the return of J.P. Elaw from a near-death experience with meningitis. It was that serious. And seeing Sebastian Kalm smiling after neck surgery on the sidelines. And, I, and those are your positives. We're going to take a quick break and come back with our predictions just after this. <laughs> Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. 
I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer's Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we are back at Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy with Steve Lewis and Martin Pingelli in the studio and Junois Bleber on the monitor. And gentlemen, let's get to our predictions and get the heck out of here. First matchup, NOLA at Utah. Uh, junior predictions. The first match we'll see um, the Utah Warriors facing the NOLA Gold at Zion's Bank Park Stadium in Harriman. It's easily going to be uh, the Utah Warriors. The, the, the NOLA Gold uh, have some, I guess, slight mathematical chance. Don't ask me. I, I got a D in math, so I can't really figure out how they still have a chance, but it won't matter. I think Utah, uh, which has a much closer chance and it sits in fifth, is going to be really hungry. They're going to come out firing and take that one easily. I would, if I had to give a score line, I'd say 42-17 Utah. I agree with Junior, um, the Ghanaian guru. I'm going to go with Utah, the home team, two and four going into this game. They got a good chance at the playoffs. They're going to prevail. New Orleans are struggling two and five. So Utah at home. All right. Okay. Um, Ronan, who is AKA taking exams and not prioritizing and doing the show instead of, um, college kids these days in their priorities. Yeah. Utah will get one last victory of the season, but it's going to be a very tight match against Nola who are playing their last MLR match of the season. Pretty obvious, but he's picking Utah. You want to weigh in on this one? Oh, um, I can't do my usual tactic in the USA rugby competition and just tip Houston regardless of results. So I will tip Utah. He's going with Utah. I'm going to go with uh, Utah as well. And my dreams of Nolan Nate um, predicting an undefeated season have been shattered, but I'm going to have to cope with that. The second match is the big one and probably a precursor to the championship, Seattle at Glendale. What do you got? That's going to be a tight one. I really, I really am not sure which way to lean on that. So in these moments, I'll lean towards the home team just based on home advantage and the thin air. But there's not much between these two sides. It's going to be a tight one. Um, if I had to guess, it'd be like a 17-15 scoreline, something tight. And down Pick a winner, stage. Junior. Pick a winner. Yeah. Glendale. Make, make a 17, decision. 15. Glendale. Glendale 17-15 win. Okay, Stephen. Yes, I'm going to agree once again with the Accra accountant. I'm going for the home team, <laughs> Glendale versus Seattle. Um, tight game, you know. Both seem, both teams not at full strength. I think it will be the pre, it will be a, a precursor for the the final. This will be the two teams in the final. Foreshadowing is the word. Um, so Glendale over Seattle. All right, Ronan Nelson says it's going to be a reversal of the first bout in this matchup of the Titans. He is picking Seattle. Uh, Martin, uh, I'm picking Seattle too. I think with players missing, I think Seattle will have it. There's no way I want to face Mayor Mike Dunifan, uh if I don't pick Glendale. And I think Glendale, anyway, is going to win. So I'm going with Glendale in this one by five points. Five. Uh, the final <laughs> match, gentlemen, 
Austin Elite at the San Diego Legion. This is a tough one to call. Why don't you go first, Junoir? Well, yes, this is a tough one to call. Uh, it's between the three and the four seed for essentially better seeding for this one. I am going to lean towards Austin. I know they're the Rome team and they've got all the legs, but I'm going to say they're uh, craftier. And with San Diego missing a couple of stars in, the bad li- uh, in their lineup, I think Austin's going to find a way to pull off a win. Not a big win, but we'll go Austin 24-19. Excellent. Steven? Once again, I have to agree with Junior. Um, I'm, going, I'm going for Austin. Uh, they're 3-4. Three and four. They need to win this to make the playoffs. San Diego got a couple more cracks at it, 3-3. Three and three. So I think there's... Um, I think there's an urgency that Austin will have. I'm not convinced by San Diego at the moment, uh, so I think it's Austin. Ronan Nelson says uh, Austin will be away from Texas for the first time in a month, and see uh, San Diego, who is his basically adopted home team, will have a strong match and win this one. Martin? Austin for me. I've been very impressed with them. All right. Austin's- be very succinct. This is a big match, though. This is a, is a tough match to call, and and see, and San Diego proved that they're better than people think with their depth. And again, those players I mentioned earlier in the ma- in the uh, show are tough. I'm going to go with San Diego on, in this one by six. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, everybody. And I know I'm going to be wrong about that, by the way. Just for the record, see what I'm doing. I'm riding yeah. both sides of the fence like Steve Lewis. I got to trust the Scotsman, and uh, since I'm also part Scottish, I'm, I think you're wrong. All right. I could see the resemblance between you and Steve. And, and on that note, spent a lot of time in West Africa. We could be related. All right. Okay. Exactly. That's a whole nother show. But I want to thank my guests in this Major League Rugby Roundup Recap Predictions and Banter segment, Mr. Junois Blaybert, calling in from Niagara Falls, New York. Mr. Steve Lewis, sitting here from Scotland originally, and the Englishman, Mr. Martin Pigelli. On behalf of them, I'm Matt McCarthy. More rugby wrap-up at the Studio 34 Fantasy Sports Network in New York City, signing off.